This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. India, EU, get Trump trade focus. Regulators and EPA discuss dicamba. E15 rule advances and biotech crops expand reach. Trump takes aim at India. Even as the Trump administration tries to end its trade dispute with China, it's already training its sights on India. The administration is moving to terminate India's designation under the Generalized System of Preferences program, which allows some exports to enter the U.S. duty-free. The administration says India is failing to provide the U.S. equitable and reasonable access to its markets. The U.S. maintains a roughly $25 billion trade deficit with India. High-level EU-U.S. trade talks set to start. European Trade Commissioner Cecilia Malmström and EU Secretary General Martin Selmar arrive in Washington this week to lead the latest round of talks for a new free trade agreement. The U.S. is still insisting that agriculture issues be included in the trade talks, but EU officials are equally adamant that they be left out. David O'Sullivan, head of the EU delegation to the U.S. before he retired last month, told reporters the word agriculture was intentionally left out when President Donald Trump and European Commission President Jean-Paul Juncker signed an agreement for talks last summer. Malmstrom scheduled to meet with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer on Wednesday, and Selmar will meet Thursday with National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow. EPA moves closer to E15 approval. Regulatory changes needed to allow for summertime use of E15 this year have been set from the EPA to the White House for review. That's the final step before releasing the proposed rule. We hope to expeditiously propose and finalize the rule consistent with the president's direction, that according to an EPA spokesperson, to AgriPulse. This action comes just days after EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler promised that the agency would finalize the rule by June 1st. The agency had recently been telling USDA that the rule, which also includes reforms to the biofuel mandate credit market, couldn't be finished before the summer. Pesticide regulators to discuss dicamba. State pesticide officials will hear updates on dicamba certification and training requirements and advancements in pesticide labeling in a meeting at EPA today. The meeting of the Association of American Pesticide Officials, or AAPCO, comes on the heels of Illinois' announcement Friday that applicators won't be allowed to use dicamba after June 30th. Applications also will be prohibited if the wind is blowing toward residential areas. The AAPCO meeting continues Wednesday with sessions on Paraquat and Fieldwatch, a nonprofit company designed to help growers and pesticide applicators avoid endangering bees and sensitive crops. USDA, soybeans priced out of international market. China has not yet delivered on its latest pledge to President Trump to buy an additional 10 million tons of soybeans, but the expectation of the purchase has pushed U.S. prices higher at a bad time, that according to USDA economist Seth Meyer. Brazil is in the midst of its harvest, and the South American ag giant can sell cheaper. Meyer says our prices are being bid up fractionally because some folks are hoping that the Chinese are coming to make big buys, so we're not very price competitive right now. 
Report looks at worst-case NAFTA scenario. U.S. farm exports could drop by as much as roughly $22 billion annually and a new worst-case scenario for North American trade. That according to a new analysis produced by Purdue University researchers for the Farm Foundation. That grim prediction could be a result of all three North American countries failing to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The Trump administration pulling out of the North American Free Trade Agreement, the continuation of U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs, and the failure of the U.S. to rejoin the Trans-Pacific Partnership. The report says these negative trade impacts would be reflected in lower incomes for U.S. farmers, reduced agriculture land returns, and farm labor displacement. On average, such an export reduction is equivalent to $4,000 per person employed in the agricultural and food sectors. NFU, MFP, should be updated. The National Farmers Union wants USDA to update its market facilitation program payment rates if retaliatory tariffs continue and the administration agrees to provide another round of payments. Rob LaRue, NFU's Senior Vice President of Policy and Communication, says some commodities weren't treated very fairly under the existing payment rates. Some 450 NFU members have been holding their annual meeting near Seattle. Delegates expect to finalize language in their policy book today. Tariffs hang over crop insurance decisions. With prices for soybeans and some other crops currently depressed because of tariffs, the harvest price option could be more attractive to farmers this year as they decide on their crop insurance options. Tariffs have been weighing on commodity prices for nearly a year and have now materialized in the crop insurance price going into the 2019 growing season, that according to economists at the American Farm Bureau Federation. Citing RMA's crop insurance price discovery tool, a Farm Bureau analysis says the spring crop insurance price for soybeans is down 62 cents from a year ago, 9.54 a bushel, the second lowest level in the last decade. The spring price for cotton is down two cents. Prices could rise, of course, later in the year if President Trump settles his trade dispute with China. Producers who buy the harvest price option are indemnified at the higher of the spring planting price or the harvest time price. Biotech gaining new African beachheads. Biotech crops are establishing a toehold in Africa's two largest countries, Nigeria and Ethiopia. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service reports that Ethiopia's first BT corn trial has gone well and that genetically engineered cotton is ready for commercial production. The Baltic corn was planted last fall and proved resistant to a local infestation of fall armyworm, a moth larva that is quickly becoming a major pest across Africa. They're easily controlled in the U.S. with BT crops, but in Africa, experts say smallholder farmers often resort to dousing their crops with highly toxic insecticides. Nigeria recently approved the production of insect-resistant cowpeas, known to Americans as black-eyed peas. They're a staple crop in sub-Sahara Africa. Here's today's He Said It. I spend a lot of time on airplanes. I flew out here last night. Most of the time you see me, if you saw me on TV, I'm traveling to a foreign country. I know Iowa is not a foreign country, in case some of you thought maybe I was a little confused. That's Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in Iowa yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 5th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.